You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and I'm very excited because today we have Robin Hills, the director of EI for Change. We'll tell you more about him in just a moment. But first, some quick announcements. If you have a story of amazing customer service and you'd like to share it with me, I may share it with the world on this show, uh, in my blogs, in my newsletter. Just shoot me a little email or, or go to the social media channels. I'm everywhere. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and more. And remember, if you've got a question, I will also answer that question. I will uh, and use the hashtag AskShep. By the way, hashtag AskShep. I'll answer the questions you send either on here on the show, uh, in the newsletter, in one of the social media platforms, or on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, C-Suite TV. And now we have episodes, actually, we're putting them on YouTube. Why not? Because we're crazy. Seriously, just go to BeAmazing.tv. That's BeAmazing.tv. There's lots of interviews with amazing people, and we always do really informative uh, monologues where I talk about some of the uh, important things we need to know to be successful in business. All right, let's jump into our interview today. Robin Hills is director of EI for Change. And EI, by the way, stands for Emotional Intelligence. And that is a company that specializes in educational training, coaching, and personal development that's focused on emotional intelligence, like I said, positive psychology and neuroscience. Now, what does that have to do with customer service and customer experience? We are going to find out. Robin Hills, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you for having me on, Shep. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And you can tell Robin is not from Charlotte, North Carolina. No, I'm from a, a little village in the northwest of the United Kingdom called Edgeworth, which is part of Greater Manchester. Yeah. And so do you, do you stay there all the time or do you ever get outside of that little tiny corner of uh, the UK? Uh, no, for the last year, I've been confined to this tiny little corner because we've been in very severe lockdown with the pandemic. But prior to that, I would go anywhere in the world where my work would take me. So I've been to Washington, I've been to Ghana, I've been to the Middle East, I've been to South America, I've been to South Africa, I've been to India, yeah. you name it. Well, I'm according a, to your uh, bio, 185 countries and you've taught over a quarter of a million people all about how to build resilience and increase your self-awareness, uh, the understanding of others, emotional intelligence, which is what we're going to talk about today. And by coincidence, uh, Ron Carr, who just wrote a book uh, and we've had him on the show, he talked about as part of the book, emotional intelligence. And he really, uh, it was really an interest. It wasn't about it was just a tiny, tiny bit of the episode. I want to do a deeper dive into it today. So let's just get right into it. Um, how important is emotional intelligence in the world of customer service and experience? Well, under, uh, emotional intelligence underpins everything that we do when we're engaging with the world and particularly when we're engaging with customers. And so, you know, I should have asked you before we even got going, because I know some people are going, emotional intelligence, what is that? I, I, you know, I, I, I take for granted, I know this, but does the rest of the world, I want to go there first. And I apologize for cutting you off because you were just getting ready to go on a roll. 
No, 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 that's that's fine. And it was a good cutoff because people will say to me, well, we get emotional around here and we're not very intelligent at times. Well, that's not emotional intelligence. <laughs> well, what is it? Well, emotional intelligence is the way in which you combine your thinking with your feelings in order to make good quality decisions and build up authentic relationships. So in terms of customer service, what are we trying to do? We're trying to build up authentic relationships and we're trying to help our customers to make the right decisions through utilizing their emotions and utilizing their thinking. So for me, selling is a fundamental part of what we do. It's a fundamental part of emotional intelligence. So how can we engage with people at that deeper level by tapping into their emotions, to tap into their logic, to help them to make the choices that they need to make to buy our products or our services. Yeah, so it's, we have to understand our own personalities and our own level of emotions, if you will, in order to be able to understand somebody else's. Oh, absolutely. The most fundamental parts of emotional intelligence is what goes on inside your head, what goes on inside your body, what is going on in your inner world. So it's the inner world of self-awareness. What is it that you're good at? What makes you good at the role that you perform? What makes you good at engaging with other people? What is it that they will listen to you about? What gets in the way? What limits you? What are your weaknesses? How can you minimize those and maximize those capabilities of engaging with people at a deeper level using your strengths, your focus and your preferences? It also involves self-regulation. How do you regulate your emotions in order to deal with the environment that you find yourself in at a particular moment in time? Yeah. Wow. Self-regulation. And sometimes I would imagine in the last year, especially with the pandemic and COVID, uh, people's emotional, uh, uh, their emotions have run very high. And I'm talking about customers. So I'm going to get back to the original question. And then I want you to let me know how I, I if I understand my capabilities and everything else, uh, am I then better able to understand others or am I able to adapt to others and recognize them? Is there a, is it, is it like a behavioral style where I know that I'm a, uh, an outgoing person and I'm talking to somebody that's introverted and I need to adapt to their style? Is, is it kind of like that? Oh, very, very much so. Yes. Understanding your own behavioral preferences, your focus underpins your, the way in which you behave, the way in which you interact with people. And it under, underpins the way in which you engage with people. And if you've got this capability of adapting and you do it well, then you can react to the situation more appropriately. Now, you and I can be quite high energy. I'm high energy in a, an English version and you're high energy in an American version, but we have to temper that down when we're engaging with somebody who's quite quiet, quite reserved and quite introverted. Mm. We threaten them, we frighten them and they won't engage with us. So we actually have to then modulate our emotions, slow our pace down, talk a lot more quietly, be a lot more reflective, ask questions and pause. 
pause, yes. be quiet. Yes. Yeah. That, by the way, is, is the money right there. The pause is so important, uh, giving people a chance to take it all in, um, which is great. All right. Back to my original question. How important is emotional intelligence with customer service and experience? And I won't interrupt the answer this time. Quite honestly, it's, it's such a deep, all-embracing construct that we can't really cover it in a 20, 25-minute interview. But all I can do is to give you some ind indications as to what it involves. It involves the self-regulation and the self-awareness that we've already spoken about. But it also involves how you engage with customers, with clients in the outer world. It's about building empathy. It's about using your social skills. It's engaging with people on a one-to-one -one basis in small groups and in large teams. It's being able to read the emotional climate and being able to adapt around that. So if the emotional climate is quite tinged with negativity and anger, you need to work with that. It's not a case of suppressing those emotions. It's actually helping you to understand that you need to bring those emotions to the surface. Why is there that negativity? Why is there that anger? Is it down to something that I've done as a, a salesperson, a, a, a customer service person? Is it something to do with my product or service? Or is it something that is going on outside of our interaction? Yeah, people could be having a bad day. Exactly. They could have uh, had some bad news about COVID. They could have had a very bad journey into the meeting that you're just engaged with. They could have had some bad news from their boss. There's a whole host of things going on. But mm. it's a case of understanding that there is that underlying current that needs to be worked with and needs to be managed and most good people in the customer service arena are very good at picking that up and a lot of it is quite intuitive it's unconscious and we do it naturally but to be able to apply some of the emotional intelligence techniques brings them more to the surface so we can do them more consciously yeah so what you just made the comment prior to going into giving us quite a bit of good information that we could talk probably for hours couldn't and we can't cover we're scratching the surface with a short interview like this but you've written a couple of books uh one of which the authority guide to emotional resilience in business strategies to manage stress and weather storms in the workplace um that's one of them yes or is that oh, both of them yep. yes no which, no that's one of them that's one of them. Yeah, that was I go. Oh, that's a long title. Um, is that the book that you would recommend that we pick up to understand what we're talking about today to get a deeper I, I dive? I think both books. The other book is The Authority Guide to Behavior in Business. And that mm. particular book is really looking at what we've been talking about in terms okay, of great. customer focus and preferences. Uh, but just to add to what you've been talking about, Shep, there, uh, the Emotional Resilience book is looking at emotions through change. It's looking at emotions within the work environment. And it's also looking at the way in which you are managing stress, your client's stress, your customer's stress, and your own levels of stress. So it's understanding what it is that you're going through that may cause you to react in ways that you would rather not react in.
Yeah, very good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about emotional intelligence and how you can understand it to better uh, take care of your customers as well as your employees, your internal customers. We don't want to forget about those as well. We're talking with Robin Hills, director of EI for Change. And I love it. It's E, capital E, small I, and then the number four change. EI for change. And he is the author in the book you're recommending is the authority guide. What was the second part of that? To behavior in business. To behavior in business. It can't get any simpler than that. Go to amazon.com and get it. Yep. There you go. All right. We're coming right back. Don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. The book ships out in September, but purchase it today and you'll get instant access to the ebook at no extra charge. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Robin Hills, the author of The Authority Guide to Behavior in Business. And we are learning about emotional intelligence. This is like my deepest dive into this topic. Um, there's a buddy of mine here in the United States, Scott Halford. Are you familiar with Scott's work at all? I have heard of Scott, yes. yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm not familiar at a deep level, but yes, I have heard of him. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, when I hang around him, I don't feel that smart. <laughs> now, maybe because I'm not, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we've been talking about uh, the idea of emotional intelligence with customer service. So um, I, I think you've kind of already hit on this because I had some questions uh, and I want to eventually get into empathy, but elements of emotional intelligence. You mentioned uh, self-regulation, uh, but there's also social skills. There's motivation behind what you're doing, uh, self-awareness. What are some of these elements? And I mean, am I on, on the right track? And, and how do they play a role more than what we've probably already talked about? Because I know we're just yeah. starting to touch on that. Absolutely. Everything that you have mentioned underpins emotional intelligence. And a lot of people will say to me, well, it's all very good as talking about this emotional intelligence, but what does it mean? So when I go into organizations to sell them the idea of coaching, training or facilitation around emotional intelligence, a lot of the senior leaders will say to me, yeah, we did emotional intelligence a few years ago. What's new? What's new? Well, you know, looking for the next new thing is not part of emotional intelligence. It's how do you take that understanding of emotional intelligence and apply it? So emotional intelligence is looking at your internal customers as well as your external customers. It's about conflict management. It's about inclusion and diversity. It's about leadership. 
It's about understanding people at a deeper level, building up relationships. It's engaging with people. It's utilizing your selling skills and your capabilities at that deeper level by engaging with individuals as individuals. Yeah, I think the uh, my friend, Dr. Tony Alessandra, uh, wrote a book called The Platinum Rule. And yes. he, he, he's, are you familiar with the book? I'm familiar with The Platinum Rule. Yep. So the golden rule is do unto others as you would want done unto yourself. The platinum rule is to do unto others as they would want done unto themselves. And I think this is what you're talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. What do other people want? It's not about me. It's about you. What is it that you want in order that I can then serve you better and deliver according to your requirements and your needs? Now, a lot of people don't like doing that because it kind of takes things away from their, them as an individual and it kind of shaves bits off their ego. But the important thing is by actually serving people as a servant leader and giving the person what it is that they want, it actually builds me up in a bigger and better way than you would even think possible. Yeah, you've got to check that ego. It's not when you're dealing with customers, it's not about me, it's about you. And that's my job is to take care of you. Let's switch to the topic of empathy. Uh, big word. Empathy is like the word of 2020 and probably 2021. Uh, it gets to be the word of the year twice. So empathy squared. Uh, I know empathy is a very important part of EI. So uh, what's your take on that? Well, empathy is not sympathy, and I need to say that up front because a lot of people assume that being sympathetic towards somebody is being empathetic. No, when I'm sympathetic towards somebody, I'm taking a superior view, and I'm trying to ease my own emotions by trying to give to that person something to make me feel better and at the same time hopefully make them feel better. No, empathy means that I am actually dealing with somebody at exactly the same level that I'm at. So I'm treating them as an equal. And what I'm trying to do with empathy is to understand their world, their perspective, their viewpoint, and to really get into their head and understand it at a deep level. What are they thinking? What are they feeling? How is that driving their engagement with the world. Now, some people, I may not like some of their values. I may not like some of their beliefs. It's important for me not to try and change them. I don't necessarily need to agree with them. I just need to understand. And it's that understanding that is empathy. Mm, I love it. And you know what? Nobody, when we've talked about empathy over the last year, and by the way, I've been interviewed many times and asked about empathy. You've just given me great insight. Uh, sympathy, people think, often is very close to empathy, and it's not. Sympathy is actually, uh, I'm different than you, and I'm trying to, um, I, I, you said, actually, you take on a superior role if you're being sympathetic versus empathetic you're trying to take on an equal role. And you know they say walk in the mile in a customer's shoes, right? That's exactly what empathy is. Yeah, except if you walk a mile in the customer's shoes, number one, you have their shoes. 
And number two, once you're a mile away, they can't hear what you're saying to them anyway. Now, I and I know I've used that joke before on this show, but I, I love it. And and uh, so uh, as I know, we do the interviews and and they're recorded. Everybody knows this. This is not live, but I will tell you what came out today uh, in my newsletter. I have a great image. Uh, I do a cartoon every week, and the image is there's a fire truck going down the street, and the guy driving the truck, the fireman. Did you see it already? I did. did I did with the dog. Yeah, yeah. So right before we came on, then you saw it. He's sticking his head out the window and his tongue is hanging out. The, the fire, the fireman is, and the wind is blowing. And then right behind him is the Dalmatian that's always in the fire truck, sticking its head out the window. <laughs> and, and, and the the fireman's thinking, now I know what it's like to be a Dalmatian or be a dog in a fire truck. And, yep. and the tagline or the caption is sometimes we have to get understand our customers or what I can't remember exactly what I wrote, but you get the idea. That's empathy. That's empathy. Yes. Yeah, yes there you don't go. have to be a dog. You don't have to be a dog. You just have to understand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. As we start to wrap up here, you know, my final question, it's the one thing question. Is there one piece of information as we start to wrap up that you say, you know what, I absolutely want to share with this audience. What would that be? Let's talk about something that is very much 2020s that is a big threat to everybody. And that's artificial intelligence, AI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let's go back to what we were talking about. Uh, this is the march of the robots, the advancement of the robots. Robots cannot do customer service, and they will never be able to do customer service because they just do not have the neurological capabilities to do it. And underpinning that is the core quality that we've just been talking about, empathy. Robots cannot and never will be able to empathize. That is the human essence that makes us human, that makes us capable of empathizing with people and gives us emotional intelligence. I love that. And, you know, it makes me think, you know, of Hal in, uh, uh, from uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. You know, I don't know if uh, chatbots and artificial intelligence will be able to ever be empathetic. Maybe one day they will, not in the very near future. What they can do, however, is get you information. Yes. If it, as long as there's, you know, I just need help. Did, did, did that package go out? Did, did you get my payment? Um, you know, it was my bill, you know, was my, you know, invoice paid on time? You know, different pieces of information. Uh, maybe it even can uh, point me to the right direction to a video tutorial or something. But what it can't do is it can't make me feel emotionally connected at least not yet, you know, and, and people are all worried about that in the whole world of customer service, especially support centers. And I realize we have a bigger audience than support centers, but people wondering, am I going to lose my job to a robot, to a, a computer, to a machine? And with that, I say they thought ATMs and banks would kill the tellers. Nobody would ever go to the bank and see a teller anymore. Well, I go to my bank and there's still a teller. And you know, what's right in the doorway is the ATM as well. So uh, there, we, we coexist. And uh, I believe uh, to go back to uh, what MTV's first song ever played on the uh, on MTV was uh, Video Killed the Radio Star. Uh-uh, not going to happen. So anyway, Robin, thank you so much for being on our show today. This was an incredible amount of great information. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. 
Thank you ever so much, Chef. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode. Again, we've been talking with Robin Hills of EI for Change, the author of The Authority Guide to Behavior and Business. We will have another great interview next week. I can't wait. Until then, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.